back to Chat and Chai friends and family. We are almost at the end of 2023. My God, where has the year gone? It just flew by. It really did. We had a lot of different episodes this year and we talked about a lot of different things. So we'll recap just a few kind of go over um, who we talked to, what we, and where they are now, maybe. Um, so I wanted to bring up a topic that we discussed with my daughter, Sita, and Mala's son, Anand, and we talked about the LGBTQ community. Something my daughter brought up that I did not uh, really understand very well until we had this conversation just not too long ago is that she said, mom, you really must understand um, how everybody under that umbrella of LGBTQ identifies. So for me to, for example, say my daughter is gay is incorrect because she identifies as a bisexual woman. And, you know, that is her identity. You know, it's not wrong to ask, how do you identify? So that avoids any complications. It avoids them feeling bad about themselves or inadequate or feeling like I'm not understood. And it was something that uh, came up because we had that episode. And I just thought it would be nice to clarify. That was really good, um, Ritu, because I think it it's educating us more and more yes. as we're learning more about this. So it's a good update. As much as I want to think of myself as progressive, there are still things that I can improve upon. Mala, what was uh, you have a, a topic that we discussed this um, this year? So we did actually a couple of local talents that we visited, and there was it was fantastic being out in the public, interviewing audiences, um, and we hope to do more. We had um, the fashion show, then we did the one with Marigold.Rent, um, renting the outfits. We did the singers that had come from India. So hopefully we'll get to do a lot more of those. Yeah, yeah they were definitely fun. Yeah, you guys were great on the ramp. It, it is really funny because just being on the ramp and you walking the ramp like that, it makes you feel really poised. You feel like you're taller all of a sudden. I was going to say, Ritu, do you have one that sticks out in your mind? Uh, yes, actually, I've been hearing from a couple of friends here and there that, you know, some friends have recently gotten divorced and, you know, they have kids. And we had an episode on uh, single parenting. Yeah. So that came to to my mind that you know all those kids how they must be going through that you know divorce process and how it's affecting them and just yeah. thinking about that we also discussed fitness with usha patel and i bumped into her at the gym the other day and she's looking amazing you know her body is really well cut her muscles are very toned i mean it's amazing how devoted dedicated she is to that journey so Hats off to her. Hopefully we'll do another episode in the future on some more fitness, different types of workouts people may be interested in. We also had a collaboration. People remember the episode from Vera on surviving a um, abused marriage. And now she's um, working very closely with another episode we did with Sahara. So that's exciting to have a collaboration of Vera now helping other women um, mm -hmm. survive tough marriages. And uh, let's see, election year is next year. Yeah, get ready. It's going to be yes. interesting. Aditya Pai on our at one of our episodes, and you know it, it's important for all of us to be educated, be informed, and we should definitely go vote. As the year goes on, we will maybe have some more discussions about what mm -hmm. is on the line, and we'll discuss. You know, no judgment on either side 
side, but what is up for voters, like all the abortion issue or immigration and so forth. So yeah, it'll be an interesting 2024. It was a great year. So we're going to end this episode today that, you know, we talked to a lot of young people and um, something that they talk about is while they're going through the dating process, the conversations with the family and their parents sometimes revolves around the parents being either very critical or judgmental of their choices. Um, And it could be regarding income of the the partner, the race, maybe the religion. So we're just going to discuss what do we feel about that? How was our journey navigating some of that? So Mala, take it from there. (laughs) Yeah, again, I have another story to tell because I'll first start with what my journey was like and then talk about maybe my um, daughter's journey. 1984, when my mom was looking for a husband for me, she insisted, and actually all of my cousins um, of my generation, we all had to only marry Gachi people. Nobody else was accepted. Nobody else was good enough. That was just the formula. Marry into your own caste, into this own little, marry into your own caste. So we, we did, we followed it and stuff. Now today, of course, obviously, you know, things are so different. So I think the lesson here we lo- my mom learned is throughout the years, not all marriages succeeded. You, mar- you, f- you follow this formula and now you realize the formula isn't, it's, the formula is broken. So over the years, now things have changed and you know, we look at life differently. But I will say when my daughter was on the app, um, apps, there was still some of that that came back to me. Like the same questions my mom asked me and the same concerns she had, I was like doing the same thing to my daughter. What does he do? How much does he earn? What do the parents do? What kind of family? What's the religion? Some things have changed and yeah, we're a lot more open-minded, but a lot of it is still inbred. Mala, so were you doing that out of curiosity? No, it was true concern. It was like a real concern. Checking, making sure she's thinking things through, questioning her. I think to some extent it's fair as a parent, you know, you want to watch out for your kid, right? And you want them to be happy. It'd be nice in an ideal world to say, hey, it's okay, money doesn't matter and all that stuff. It really does come to, you know, when your needs are there and you don't have money or you're struggling yeah. can cause can problems. Issues. But I think we forget, like, you know, because we weren't allowed to worry about having that connection because everybody else was so worried about education, income, family, social status. We forget to ask, like, do you even connect with this guy? And that's, mm-hmm. there was so many times my daughter's like, something's just not right. Something's not right. It would not work out. Yeah. Um, and she couldn't tell me what wasn't right, but if that connection's not there, and I was like, oh my God, this guy, you know, he's an engineer, or he's a this, he's a that. Like, what do you mean it's not working out? So are we missing an important point here by not asking that question? I don't know if we'll ever understand that click concept because we never really got to, you know, think about it or experience it. Right. We, we didn't have much time to focus on that. I think we were just kind of given the check boxes, tick, 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 uh, educated mm-hmm. tick, makes decent money, tick, comes from a decent family, tick. But, you know, they never really gave us the opportunity to think, well, do we as two people actually communicate click. well? Yeah. Or click exactly, yeah. <laughs> and we have to spend the rest of our lives together. Not <laughs> so while love and laughter doesn't bring food to the table, you know, like um, at the same token, that other part is so important too. So um, yeah, yeah, just I mean, I think kids just feel like dating is already so difficult, and then here come the parents with their two cents worth of like, well, what about this? What about that? So my question is, what would you do if your 
son or daughter came up to you and said, I marry someone who's unemployed and I'm in love with this person? Um, I would sit down uh, with my child and have a conversation and say, okay, what do you see in this person? Ask a lot of questions. Where do you see um, you guys in the next couple of years? How are you going to be taking care of these? You know, break it down, go down to the details and try to understand, are you, what are you picturing? How do you see your life? Not that I'm saying it's going to be like that just because they say, but are the basics kind of taken care of? So RC, I'm just going to debate you and say, let's say that both of them are working. A year later, one of them gets unemployed and they can't find work. How does that differ from already being in love with someone who doesn't have a job? I think in my mind, it would be how devoted is that person to progress? Let's say unemployment, you know, hey, anyone can be laid off. A job is something that's never really secure. But is that person a lazy bum? Or is that person someone who's actually like really hard working and focused and like driven? So if that's the case, and you see that, then I would say, okay, yes, you know, I, I understand that maybe right now he's unemployed, but he has good prospects because he's got maybe, you know, decent education and, and so forth. Well, what happens in this situation, Ritu, that he falls into depression, that his job went away and he kind of becomes that aggressiveness that you saw beforehand could change because of the mental stress, mental pressure, and all of a sudden, you know, stays home and decides, you know what, I don't think I want to go out or I don't want to do this and becomes like that. You just don't know. I'll be devil's advocate and say, what if that was our child? And so we are concerned about partner that our child is going to bring in. What if our child is the one that is this in the same situation? It could be the other way, right? Um, because yeah. mental health and depression, you can't foresee. Yeah. Yes, um, yes. All you can do is be very supportive. So I think the ultimate journey is always going to have ups and downs. The two, if the two people have decided they're going to be helping each other through, then they're going to stay, stay the course before they take that journey. If there are signs where, you know, you're going to have some trouble in your life because neither one of you is stable or there may be cultural issues that you need to figure out. It's worth mentioning it to the kids ahead of time. Oh yeah. Um, I think like, communication is huge. I think communication. Yeah. And I think, sorry, Mala, going back to your question, it's important to make sure the child understands that we are a team. We're not against you. We just are with you in this journey and just want to go back and forth, debate it. Mm -hmm. No one's here to convince anybody. No one's here to uh, sh show somebody down. We just want to make sure we agree to disagree, but we have that conversation openly and honestly. I mean, let's say, for example, you know, your daughter comes home and says, I want to marry this man. And he comes in and he's like 20 years older. Mm -hmm. And but he's well settled. He's got a nice car. He's got a nice house, but he's 20 years older. But they're in in love. What do you do? What do you say? Um, <laughs> you know, or the other way around, you know, you know, your son comes home and says, I'm marrying a woman who's 20 years older to me. I guess, you know, love is in the eye of the beholder. Wow, we you just through a lot of different scenarios. <laughs> But, but you know, I think the point here is because when we were talking to these youngsters, they were just saying that as it is, it's hard enough. Um, then we get the pressure. You know, then if you say something, then the parents, we had one where um, a, the girl was ready to support the husband uh, or the, uh, the person she was talking to. And he's like, nope, nope, um, I don't want to get married till I'm on my own feet. But yet at the same token, a girl goes into a marriage sometimes on 
um, unemployed and it's so natural right like nobody thinks twice about that exactly um, yeah exactly. And, so, and then how would you feel if you were the girl's parents saying like oh you're going to marry someone who's still in school and you're going to support him for how long right what if that never materializes interracial couples is quite common right now right i mean i mean in my family we've had an interracial marriage going back almost 60 years so at that time that was really brand new but now it's a very common thing but still there are a lot of parents that will question if you know you bring home an african-american or a white person into your family or a catholic or a, a muslim you know we as parents or families maybe, maybe the parents are fine but maybe the extended family starts to ask questions the grandparents start to be like how can this happen and how are you letting this happen and so i don't know it's a, it's a that happened world. in our family because um Tarika is married to a catholic white man and um when she first uh told us about him you know we had sat down and had the conversation okay about religion okay about his family you know what's he wanting to do and she answered that and then we you know went back and forth with question and answers and there was a time when you know religion was a little bit like okay you know they have baptism how is that or conversion okay things that she might have to do in order to prepare herself for the catholic marriage we questioned all of those we talked about it and at the end we were like okay well if you feel confident if you feel like you're ready, then we're with you. Yeah. That's how we had our conversation. Well, I think we have the luxury of living. Um, well, first of all, I think we are a little bit more progressive. We also mm -hmm. live in liberal states like California. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, we're we're allowed this, but not everybody has these um, choices, I guess. Or it's not such an easy route to take. Mm -hmm. right. So when we lived in Missouri, um, and we lived in a small town, Joplin, very conservative, um, very Bible belt, you know, but people were really nice. Everything was good. In our little cul-de-sac, there was a white girl who married a black guy. They had a lot of issues that they had to both navigate through with their families and have prejudice within the community because they saw a white woman with a black guy. And it's still... Even in today's, you know, progressive world, in a small uh, town like Joplin, where it's predominantly white, to see a black man with a white woman was not a thing. And um, she would tell me that, you know, they get sometimes name calls um, and, uh, you know, abuse thrown at them. So it's not just in the Indian community is what I'm trying to say. You know, I guess her family was objected. It's a tough road, I think, for anyone trying to get their parents approval. So what do we do as parents to help our children? Um, you know, because we have these inbred, I don't want to say values, but like we We've Perception. been brought up with this inbred mentality of certain of a certain lifestyle and a certain standard we have to maintain. So now, what do we do with our kids? What do we teach? What's your advice? What's yeah. your advice? Oh, my advice. What, yeah. How's what that? advice would you give to parents? I think you just have to trust your child. You just have to trust that you've raised them well and they know what they're doing. Unless there's like super red flags, just mm -hmm. kind of let them um, free and. If they're going to make a mistake and if it's not going to work out, so be it. Um, exactly. Nothing's guaranteed in life. I was going to say pretty much the same, Mal. I think you hit it on the nail. Um, you know, you can um, trust your kids that they will make the right decision, the right choice. Nothing is guaranteed. I mean, we could pick what we think is the perfect partner for our ch child, and it could be the worst 
ever. And then who do you blame but yourself, you know? So it's a gamble, but um, I think I think in today's generation, our kids seem to have pretty good navigation techniques in their mind to know who will fit their life. And then you just have to just leave it up to fate, I think. What do you think, Darcy? Agree with both of you. Trust is important because your child needs to know, needs to feel that you trust them so they can openly come and talk to you. Mm -hmm. And you yourself have to be open-minded to hear their thoughts, whether or not you agree with them, whether it's for education, race, caste, or anything be open to hearing how what their thoughts are. Exactly. So the trust is important that they can come to you, but have an open conversation. And the worst thing I think that you want to avoid is having that communication shut off because then, mm-hmm. your, then your child feels like, well, my parents never going to approve anyway, so I'm just not going to even bring that person around. You shut off that relationship. That's the mm-hmm. I think that's the worst. Oh, I was just going to say for fun, I would like to hear your stories on what it was like when, um, like you know, you met Jana. Like, what did your parents say? What was the conversation? So we'll start with Ritu and then Arsi talked about it before my aunt was the one who introduced Janak and me and our families and it was really just ticking off the boxes on yes he's uh taller than her yes he's you know an Indian yes he's a Hindu yes he's educated yeah it was like the boxes were being ticked and that was all that really mattered whether or not we were compatible or where we had the same interests and stuff they just figured that that will all come later you know mm-hmm. that's that's something you grow into it worked out out. I mean, I think we both really had to make an effort to make it work. We definitely wasn't the perfect journey. Had I could go back, I wouldn't say that was the right way. So I've given my kids more of a free reign in letting them decide their future partners and how they want to lead their life. What about you, RC? Hey, uh, mine was pretty similar. 19 parents are looking in the background because, you know, didn't get to date or anything. So my parents met my husband. They did the whole checking the box research behind. Where's the family from? Family from? He's known family. Okay, we know how their background is. The apple doesn't fall too far from the tree. Understand him and you know all that. Um, then and went and visited him. Look at his house and you know kind of understand what he does. Is he ambitious? You know, did all the checking boxes there. And then they came to me, kind of checks all our boxes. So we had a phone call. You know, he asked all the questions. I'm answering. I don't know what to ask or what to say or anything. My dad comes up to me and asks, um, what do you think? If you think and you trust and you're okay, then okay. That was that. But now for my girls, full freedom, as you can tell. You know, I have one daughter that's married and uh, uh, two years. And the younger one, she has told us that, you know, you can keep your eyes open. Let me know and I'll do my part. But if you think anybody is out there for me, introduce me. We'll text whatever. But don't have any expectations just because you introduced me. It was my journey. Yeah, it's been 30 years. We're doing great. But yeah, like you said, Ritu, bumps and which which journey doesn't have. You know, no, it's even any journey you take with any relationship, I think is going to have ups and downs. It's how you deal with it. And I think that's important that uh, children realize that when they're looking in for a partner, how their journey is going to be. I think the other thing kids um, struggle with is we, for example, if, if the person they're talking to comes from, say, a broken family, we already have these preconceived negative notions 
oh, mm -hmm. it's a broken family, they're divorced, or the grandparents don't get along and they're not talking to parents, whatever the family dynamics might be. We place so much importance on that. Our kids could give a shit. They're like, mm -hmm. what does that have to do with the person that I'm talking to? Yeah. They mm -hmm. just don't understand that for yeah. us, that's the way we were raised, that yeah. that's such an important part. So I yeah. think we need to also overcome those preconceived yeah. notions and yeah. not put them in the kids' heads because that just ma makes the situation more complicated for them. No, that's a good point. Can, that's a really good yeah, point. Yeah, good point. We, we can voice our opinion and say, you know, we're a little concerned about it, but let's start make it a breaking point. Right. And I think fortunately times have progressed. So we're not, uh, we're not in that same boat that our grandparents were in and, uh, or we were even in where we were kind of like guided in that direction like oh Which is not, yeah we're not so rigid they were rigid so rigid yeah. right yes right. Right. yeah so the, and i feel uh, sometimes society made them rigid even if they wanted to be a little yes. so you know yeah. i remember when my daughter was da um, dating um her boyfriend catholic white what, what's the family gonna say he's catholic you, you sure you're okay with that like what do you guys right. how did you guys feel when she told you society puts tight pressure yes. on you yes so i really like this movie i know we guys all watched it rocky i think it's called rocky or ronnie so that movie i really like the concept what they do before marriage is they stay they swap places and the girl stays at the guy's house the guy stays at the girl's house and just to see if they can, uh, you know, assimilate with the families. And um, it's a really good movie with a really great message where they had such different backgrounds. The, my favorite part was where the girl's family, who's very educated and very orthodox, comes to love this guy because he's just a good soul. You know, but yeah. you don't know that in the beginning because all they do is judge him for, oh, he's not educated or he's, he's wild or he's this or he's not refined. I love that movie. I, it has so many movie. different messages, Mala. And going to that point where, you know, orthodox concept where girls don't do that before marriage, where, you know, you go, you don't swap houses like that. Uh, I think Jaya Bachchan actually made a comment saying that, you know, what kind of unwed girl comes to her uh, a guy's house and lives like that. Mm -hmm. Remark was made in the movie as well. A lot of different messages. And I, I think it's great what they did and showed. Um, I was just going to say, seeing as we're talking about um, shows that reflect family and stuff, I love Modern Family. If you haven't seen the episodes, you can catch them on Hulu. It's so well done. Obviously, it's comedy. But at the same time, it really shows the dynamics in all different kinds of families, whether it's a gay couple or whether it's a very older man married to a younger woman and a, or a typical, um, you know, husband, wife and three crazy kids. It's just it's a really cute show. I think you love it. The messages are great. So anyone wants to catch that? It is a great show. It's won a lot of Emmy Awards. A lot of Emmy Awards wow. and the acting. I'll have the... to check it out. I haven't seen it. Oh my God, you love it. You love it. Wish everyone a very happy holiday season. Um, any ending messages, ladies? I was just going to say good luck to all the people dating out there. <laughs> <laughs> we as parents will try not to be so um, meddlesome. How's that yeah. word? Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll be all, there you, go. you can reach out to us, sassy aunties, anytime. <laughs> <laughs> and if you haven't been very lucky so far, you never know. 2024 may be your year. So hang in there. Right. You know. <laughs> Happy holidays, everyone. Stay safe and enjoy with your loved ones. We shall see you in the new year. Till we meet again, remember life is not short. 
Life is unpredictable, so always, always strive to stay happy. And add a little spice to your life. And join us again for a little chit chat and chat.